Happy Brews Day Tuesday, everybody. I'm Ashley Powers. And I'm Caroline King. And you're listening to Bitch Beer. This week, we sat down with Elias Spartus, creator and founder of CraftConnect.com, a collaborative marketplace for craft brewing. Say you have an excellent idea for a new beer, but you don't have the tools or the space to make it happen. Craft Connect is a link from you to breweries all across the country and even Canada. That includes hometown heroes like Orpheus and Variant. Rather than showing up at the brewery or cold calling hoping to speak to a brewer, this is a direct line. The person-to-brewery collaboration is only one aspect of what Craft Connect does, but there's no way we can explain it as well as Elias. It still wasn't like a profound experience by any means, you know. It was like, right. I don't know. It's not like it's not like there's between drinking it like a double IPA fresh on tap versus you know versus like I don't know. Anyway, yeah. so. well, what's uh what's everybody drinking right now? Well, I've got this Alpha Abstraction. Should we talk about five. that? Should we talk about that on the recording? He's, He's already recording. recording. We've yeah. been recording oh, this oh, whole time. Hello, Na- natural, nice. natural introduction. Cool. Okay. Cool. Um, so uh, I am double fisting. I've got second self tie wheat, my favorite. We saw Zuri Coleman yesterday, so I was like, ah, I got to drink my favorite today. And then I've got the um, Wild Leap, Wild Leap, I'm from America, um, <laughs> Wild Leap, American Blackberry, Blackberry Ale that Elias brought for us. This is incredible. Yes. Yes. Oh, thanks. Sure. Yep. Thanks for the reminder. Um, and then Elias and I are sipping on Wild Leap's, I can't, Alpha Abstraction, the one with the Crock Street Tunnel in the artwork yeah the volume five yes. it's actually my first time having this one this new release it's delicious have you had any of the other versions of i have it? i have and they're all distinct you know um and they're all equally tasty yeah see uh, this is so this was one of the ones that we sampled yesterday right yeah the alpha abstraction so this is my second time having it this is my first time having a full pour of it and i like it a lot and i've never had any of the other iterations do can you remember what makes it different than say volume four that i can't <laughs> necessarily um what would be great would be to maybe have like a lineup of all of them right yeah and just kind of run through them i think that would be a great flight oh, if they have, exactly if they had yeah. you left over you could totally do a flight yeah my favorite part about this beer other than the taste because it's amazing is the sir mix a lot quote on the back because it's a double ipa it says i want them real thick and juicy so find that juicy double sir mix a lot <laughs> <laughs> <Cannot lie. laughs> so good. Um, but would you like to introduce yourself and what you do, sir? Sure. So I'm Elias Spartus, and I'm the founder of Craft Connect. And what is Craft Connect? So Craft Connect is a collaborative marketplace for suppliers and breweries. So break that down in layman's terms. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, we're an online platform where breweries can join and connect with other breweries for collaborative opportunities resource sharing, or they can even find uh, preferred partners who are suppliers and potentially uh, find things like uh, uniquely grown ingredients or potentially new types of packaging or um, even potentially a a really artisan uh, wood maker who can make really killer bar tops and bar stools for their new tap room. Whoa, that's that's so cool. That was that's coming into this. That's the one aspect I didn't know about. But it can even you can even collaborate in that way to like spruce up your tap room. That's really cool. Sure. If you could give us an example of what a transaction through Craft Connect might look like, like I'm I want to brew a beer. What do I What do I do? I want to collab. Yeah. No. Absolutely. It's a great question. Um. So uh, it's really easy to join. It takes less than thirty seconds to get on the platform. Um. Once you're up and running, um. There are aspects of it that are very much like 
a social media platform. So um, we built it that way purposely. Um, we, you know, uh, sometimes transacting online can feel, you know, not very personal. Um, beer is a very personal experience. And, um, you know, we want to try and bring as, as many elements of that as possible to the platform. So uh, once you kind of join our platform, you'll find that uh, you set up a, a profile that has pictures, a quick little corp about yourself, and then uh, you're off and running. You can create listings to either look for collaborative partners. Um, we find a lot of breweries will like to use us if they're going in town to festivals. Hey, I'm coming into Atlanta. Uh, maybe I'm going to Dames and Dregs. Maybe I'm going to Day of the Juice. Um, and I'd love to collaborate with some of the local beer artisans there, beer brewery people there, or, you know, like maybe you just, hey, I, I'm open to working with anybody, a chef, you know, um, and uh, other breweries can then uh, connect with each other almost like a, like a relationship catalyst of sorts, you know. How long ago did Craft Connect get started? So we officially launched the platform about a year and a half ago. Wow. Yeah. Um, but the, the idea for CraftNet came to me like many years ago while I was still working in the industry. That's awesome. Um, yeah. It just took a long time to kind of develop it. So working in the industry, what were you doing? So I was previously working um, as the global manager of innovation design for uh, the largest packaging company for all the craft breweries in the world. So I spent a lot of time talking to craft breweries large and small um, people who are opening breweries or large breweries who are potentially looking to expand about kind of their messaging and their branding and also uh, efficiencies. And, you know, a lot of them ready to take that step into automation. Um, we, I was there to help support all that. Very cool. That's so cool. So what was it that kind of inspired you to kind of like come in and like fill this opening in the marketplace? Yeah, it's actually kind of a, there was a very specific moment that really motivated me to kind of build Craft Connect. Um, I was out in San Diego visiting a lot of large breweries, and I'm not going to name this one in particular, but um, I was sitting in the room with this head of marketing and this head of operations and head of finance <laughs> from one of the like top 15 largest craft brewers in the country. Wow. Uh, and they had grown from, they had this great story, they had grown from, I was a home brewer, I started doing it small, and I just scaled, scaled, scaled. My, my facility's gotten so big, I just started leasing space across the street, they had a great problem. Well, I was there because they were wanting to expand to Virginia Beach. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, well how'd you, I started asking questions. What type of, what type of facility are you put in there? We're, we're going to drop like $30, $40 million and we're going to open this massive facility. Damn. Why Virginia Beach? Well, we're, you know, there are a lot of incentives from the, from the town and taxes and things of that sort. Um, plus, we hear there's a, there's a good base of, you know, of craft beer consumers there. Oh, very cool. Um, so I started to kind of inquire more because, you know, here I'm here to help them think through their brand extensions and their graphics and also some of the equipment they might be putting in their brewery. Started asking questions like, hey, which flavors are you going to go with? Well, we'll probably just start with our six best selling ones and then just go from there. Um, have you test marketed at all? Like what's been the response to your graphics or your, the flavors of beer? Uh, well, you know, we actually have it. You haven't. Oh, okay. Um, so you're just going to go spend $30 million, open a new, humongous new brewery, and hope for the best. And have no idea yeah. if you'll be received. Yeah. Must be nice. Damn. Yeah. Um, you know, this was also, now keep in mind, this is about five, six years ago. The industry was still seeing triple-digit growth. Financing was very easy to come by. Yeah. Um, but in my mind, I started thinking, hey, you know, there's a lot of really big breweries in that area, first off. Um, and a brewery this well-known, I, I guarantee you, if they went out there and wanted to either collaborate or potentially even explore contract brewing, somebody would certainly open their doors for them, you know, and let them test market, potentially either under some sort of all prop or some sort of other type of arrangement there. Um, but, you know, they just kind of were shooting from the hip and they went and built the biggest, baddest facility they could. 
Um, and so that that kind of conversation experience led me to think there's there's got to be a better way to test market because unfortunately the way that story ended for that brewery is they went out, that location went out of business a couple of years later. Damn. Yeah. Should have test marketed. <laughs> the more you know, star. Yeah, the, the more, more you, you know, star. The across. more you know. <laughs> and knowing is half the battle. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So how many um, how many states or countries uh, can can are part of Craft Connect? Uh, that's actually a great question. Um, so we're, we're growing every day. Um, currently, we're in Canada and Mexico. Wow. Um, oh, yeah. And then we are in. Oh, I think we're in eighteen to twenty different states here. In the wow. United States. Yeah. Um, and we are from East Coast to West Coast, which is also really great. Um, and so, uh, you know, when we first started Craft Connect, we were solely focused on just building our network of craft breweries. And so people who either wanted to contract brew with other ones, people who wanted to maybe start a brewery, weren't ready to start opening up one. We wanted to kind of be that like bridge, you know, like, hey, I don't want to go take on millions of dollars of debt to see if I can make good beer. Um, there are plenty of breweries who are experienced and want to work with other brewers and how, I mean, that's collaboration is part of what makes the industry great. Yeah. You know, and open doors is part of what makes the industry great too. I mean, you walk in all tap rooms and, you know, welcoming experiences is like the first thing you want to see. You know? Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, I think we all talked a little bit earlier about, Hey, you know, I remember going into this brewery and it didn't feel very good to me, you know, like the feel, the vibe of a brewery, you know? Yeah. And it's like the ones that are open to talking to you or potentially welcoming to you. You know, it's not just because that's how they run their tap rooms because that's how they run their business, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's beer. Everybody needs to enjoy it and feel like, feel comfortable when you're about to drink it. And, totally. Yeah. And I mean, something as vulnerable as taking, taking the leap to, to brew a beer and really put yourself out there. It's nice instead of facing the world alone out of your home, you have experienced people in your corner to guide you. Exactly. Um, you know, what's really cool is that if you go to a lot of breweries, they all kind of have their um, original uh, pilot system still in there. And so what we find is a lot of people who want to maybe experiment, that might just be big enough for them to be like, hey, okay, I, I was making it on a small batch system I had in my garage. A pilot system might be the next natural step, but it's like, how do you go knock on the door of like sweet water or how do you walk and yeah. knock on the door of second self, which you were drinking their tie weed. Oh, right. Yeah. If you have no yeah. in. Yeah, exactly. And say, hey, uh, you don't know me. Uh, I like to make beer. Can I come use your system? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As if they don't get that, you know, random knock or business card under the door every day. Yeah. 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 Um, what was really funny was, so we kind of felt that way too. We were like, you know, how receptive would people be just to getting like random solicitations, you know? Yeah. Um, and you know, once again, it was like, are there things that we could, we could do through, um, technology and then through our platform that would make that introduction a little bit, um, more frictionless, you know? Right. Um, and so that was part of it was like, Hey, you know, social media is, is a, is an easy way. It's now people connect all the time, kind of anonymously through there and build relationships. So we started building in like DMs. You know, we started building in ranking systems, public discussions, um, and then we also started a newsletter to kind of like proactively start so cool. kicking things in. Yeah, the newsletter was actually a really um, surprising, uh, surprisingly good thing for us. Uh, we started doing it originally. We, all we wanted to do was just cover like collaborations that were happening in the industry. So be like, hey, did you hear this person work with this person? Hey, did you hear these guys got together and made this badass beer? And then we started like started putting things in there like, hey, did you know the laws changed? In the last year, that actually changed the way that they tax uh, transfer a beer between one location to the other. And then that would actually allow you to potentially make beer one place and transfer it to Barrel Age somewhere else or have them like in to collaborate a little bit easier. And then people were like, that's interesting. 
Like, I didn't know that. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. And, yeah. and so that kind of, we, we then started kind of almost taking the position of like a, a, a resource form of sorts uh, through our newsletter. And uh, we started just seeing like this explosive growth of the newsletter. And then that obviously converted to people who wanted to use our platform. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. I, there's just so many possibilities with it too, because I, I mean, it feels like it's almost like Facebook, but for like brewers and people who need to connect with brewers. It, that, it's just, it's really cool. That's exactly it. Um, you know, there, there are groups in Facebook, right? There are like craft beer enthusiast groups. There are um, craft beer groups for people who are in the industry. But, you know, we wanted to build something that was intentful, that was like for the brewers, for people in the industry who are trying to do things in the industry, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the things that came up was this whole gap of like, hey, okay, hey, great, you guys are connecting us, we're making beer, but inherently, like, I still got this palette of like hops I'm not using over here. Or, hey, you know, we were wanting to collaborate on this beer, but I wanted to put it in a, in a barrel and make it like a badass, like porter age finish on it. I don't know where to get those barrels and guys, these guys are talking. They'd be like, oh, I know I know Joe down the street. He sells me all my barrels. You haven't met him. Let me let me get you his. Connect. And so we were like, That's so you know, cool. so maybe these guys could resource share, you know. And so the next thing you know, they're starting to put like, hey, I got these extra pup kegs. Hey, I know this guy who sells these ingredients. And that's our kind of building the next level of what we have today, which was we started bringing preferred partners to fill some of those gaps. So, you know, we have like certain people who bring in exotic uh, if you can call the hops exotic, but they bring in exotic, <laughs> you know, German wet hops, you know, or like I mentioned before, um, maybe people who are hyper localized, who are like, I I've never ran a website. I don't have an e-commerce site, but I mm -hmm. want to start servicing the industry and they can use our platform to kind of start to get exposure. Um, and also breweries can easily find really great like artisan growers in their backyard, which they maybe not be have been aware of before. Yeah, hell yeah. That's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just seems like there's, like so much that you can do with that too. I mean, even like like the wheels are turning in my head. I'm like, ooh, I always wanted to have like a barrel as a side table. Can I find a beer, like a barrel aged something to be like? Yeah, no, for sure, right? <laughs> like not only for all is the it other basic bitches out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, hey, it's my side table, and by the way, it's also filled with beer, so it yes. serves two purposes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so oh do you gosh. do you have any data on how like how many women versus men use craft connect um actually there are quite a few women users um it's it's actually an interesting conversation that we had today so we uh we're looking at that um it's actually about 40 percent of our users are women users um the people who That's are awesome. using craft connect uh are usually one of two or three different types of people from the industry they're either founder owners mm -hmm. or head brewers or uh marketing um, wow. and, and we, we, we have found that, um, you know, we attract people all walks of life and all sizes. The thing that's really cool though, that I love about craft connect is it like an online platform. It's kind of without bias, you know, it's kind of like, Hey, I could be a nano brewery working on a one or three barrel system mm -hmm. in some small little obscure beach town in North Carolina, which we have as a user, um, who is now collaborating with like one of the biggest and baddest breweries in Charlotte, North Carolina, you know, not too far from them. And they met because of the platform and there's no preconceived notions. It was just kind of like, Hey, I saw you wanted to collab and I saw you're in North Carolina. Why don't you come out and drink some beers and let's see what happens, you know, yeah. you know? And so it kind of just removes like that whole, uh, I guess, you know, I, I think some people tend to work within certain circles and, you know, this allows people to open up their networks a little bit, you know? So how many, uh, Georgia breweries are on the platform? 
Um, so today we have about, I think we have about 22 Georgia breweries um, across Sweet. the, yeah, right. Um, it, it was really funny because that like, I never thought we'd even get to that many numbers from Georgia. When we first started, Georgia only had like 40 breweries, you know, and then we had this explosion of growth over the last year or two. Um, and, you know, we, we've since then just surpassed that number immensely. Um, but across, across the whole platform, we have 142 uh, brewery users. Um, now we have a newsletter that reaches 3,422 breweries. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm being a drunkie drunk. I need to open another beer. So I'm getting a Thai. Tie one on. All right. So we have Thai wheat. We've got, uh, what should we try next? So we just tried the Blackberry. Yeah, I'm about Blackberry. to give me a sip of that. Okay. And that, you've got that, uh, the truck chaser, which yes. I haven't yes. had yet. Okay, I'm going to yes. try this real quick. The I truck haven't chaser. tried the truck chaser either. Okay, I'll sh do you, is your cup empty? empty? Always. Okay, beer. No, <laughs> Always. Ah, I love that. That's so good. You know what my favorite beer is? My next one. Damn. <laughs> All right, truck chaser. I'm so stealing that line, by the way. <laughs> Go for it. I have to. Ashley has like really good one-liners all the time. It's really funny. <laughs> do, you, do you write them all down? I should. She, it's just her brain. Yeah. I she should. It's like amazing. Because then when I'm asked to write comedic things, I'm like, I don't know what's funny. Like, so I should write them down as I go, but I'm an idiot. So it's I like, just opened another Thai wheat. Sorry. That's all good. Never mind. Okay. If y'all if y'all ever collaborate on a beer, you should call it the one liner. And then maybe the can on the back should just have like a lot of your famous one beer one liners on it. Well, Carolyn has a great idea for uh, a name for for a beer because we we are super interested in collaborating because our one year anniversary is coming up. Um, so we've been talking about breweries we would like to collaborate with, mm -hmm. and I mean, do you want to share your intellectual property now? Is it the uh, okay? So now I'm because I, I I have terrible ideas all the time. So no, I'm this one was a is real good one. Bitches brew. Yes. Okay. Yes. Bitches brew. Love it. And I think it'd be so fun to do a bitches brew. And I thought it would be fun to do it as like a birthday cake IPA or something. Yeah. Like have that like note of birthday cake to it. Cause I used to work at Cold Stone and the birthday cake remix was my favorite when I was a teenager. <laughs> nice. uh, but yeah, it was, so yeah, our anniversary is coming up uh, March 13th. Yep. I March so. 13th. And, um, so we, um, well, it also, my birthday's at the beginning of that month and yeah. yours is at the end. So mm -hmm. it's like birthdays Big all birthdays around it. March, March is like, and the then March 17th is St. Patrick's day. So it's like all sorts of alcohol of in that month. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so much fun. Oh, I'm so excited. It's going to be the best month ever. Um, but yeah, so actually that's how we were connected is through Louise and Rebecca is because, um, they, uh, I, yeah, we wanted to do, I, I, you know, we thought it'd be fun to do like a collaboration brew for like either our one year or just kind of just do a collaboration brew as a podcast. So I initially reached out to you and we talked about it. So maybe we could um, go through the steps of like, you know, for people who like have never collaborated with a brewery, don't know how to approach a brewery and like... Um, like, how do we kind of, like, get that, like, hey, we're a podcast. Like, we'd like to do a collaboration brew. And so, like, how do we kind of get that started on the website? Absolutely. So just like everybody else, you know, it's just a matter of signing up, creating a quick little profile, images. And then immediately it's, you know, think of it as, like, a little bit of it as, like, a wanted ad. Like, I want to brew with you. You know, like, hey, we're out here. We want to do this collaboration. Um, so a couple of things happen after you you create your your listing or or, or your ad, so to speak, with us. The very first thing is that you, you know, every member gets a notification. Hey, bitch beers out here looking to do one year collaboration. Um, so that's going to proactively solicit you know users to kind of reach out to breweries, 
others, people who are interested in collaborations or reach out to start going. Next thing is then it's also going to go into our newsletter. So then all of a sudden, 3,400 and what I say, 22 breweries are, you know, will now all of a sudden see this same thing. Um, and so then maybe people will outside the platform might start reaching out to you be like, hey, I'm not in Georgia, but I'm in California. And I think what you're doing is super badass and I want to work with you. Now you have to decide, am I going to fly to California and work with the brewery I've never met before? But that's kind of the part of the beauty of what we're trying to do. Help here. us report. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, for some people that might be a huge adventure of like, hell yeah, I'm going to go out to Denver yeah. with, and work with this brewery just because let's go for it. Why not? Exactly. That'd be right. Awesome. Exactly. And it is, it is, it's all about having just a great experience. So is it, is it possible for two breweries to use the platform to meet up with each other? Oh, absolutely. And that, that actually was the, the, the basis for Craft Connect in the beginning. That was all it was. It was just people who wanted to meet and collaborate. Hey, I'm coming in town for a festival. Hey, I'm just in your backyard or I'm about to open a brewery. Or It, it literally was just that. It was just to socialize that idea. Um, once again, we wanted to be that like relationship catalyst, you know, right. um, you know, the biggest thing too, is that we always get the feedback on from brewers is what's the hardest part about doing a collaboration. It's scheduling it, you know, and cause part of it is like, Hey, you meet up, maybe you, y'all bond over beers. You kind of all jive. It's like, you know, had a great time. And then it's like, you leave and then you go back to making beer and then you get heads down and then you're just like, you're in your operation and that's it. And so the next thing you're like. You might see them again at another festival a year later, be like, oh, yeah, we wanted to make that beer. And like, what was it we talked about again? And mm -hmm. so, you know, that's why kind of Craft Connect is, is really nice in the sense that people go on there and they're actively capturing opportunities, right? They're actively using it. Like, I'm ready to make a beer. Uh, I, I'm, I'm open to making it within these next 90 days, or I'm open to make it in the, you know, the next 60 days, you know, or maybe in, even in the fall. So it lets people kind of be transparent about like when and what kind of opportunities they want to do so people can plan it a little better. That's cool. That's yeah. awesome. So it's not just individual to brewery. It can be brewery to brewery, individual to individual. Yeah. Uh, we did a really Brad. badass one. So there is this um, up and coming female chef. She uh, does it really well. Um, she does a lot of pop-ups. Like she's just like rules the pop-up world. Um, and she's from Mexico and she does this, a lot of stuff with maize and she's all about like vegetarian diets. And she even actually does a lot of philanthropy and cooks for like local schools and stuff like that too. That's awesome. Um, and so part of it was she wanted to always brew a beer. So, um, Luis can, uh, said, Hey, I've got Luis this friend. Like he connects everybody. Yeah. He's just like the... <laughs> center of the universe right? uh, i mean and that's just it right you know you have a few people individuals who seem to kind of like be kind of in the epicenter of certain things and it was like hey could we like transfer that energy into a way where everyone could kind of get to use that so he, he personally connected uh Mari and i and then um she went on the platform and created a listing and so then after they connected they all met the brewery kind of talked about it. she had this really like beautiful idea about bringing um, this the style of beer she sees in Mexico and around our local hometown, and then using some of the local growers that she has here in Georgia to bring the ingredients together. I might be I might be bringing too much information because it's not quite they haven't brewed it fully yet, and it's something <laughs> maybe coming to market. So I might just need to stop there. But regardless, the story though is is all about like hey. Here, here is a chef who loves ingredients and wanted to make a beer and knew nothing about the beer industry and was able to suddenly bring in um, her knowledge of ingredients and her wow. little passion for collaboration and found somebody literally within like a couple of days and then they were at a brewery meeting talking about making beer, you know, shortly thereafter. That's so amazing too. And what an amazing like partnership too, because beer like, and this is something I didn't realize until really like since we 
started the podcast, um, like beer is so culinary. It's so it culinary. It's like more, it's better for a food pairing than wine, mm-hmm. which I never realized. And um, I mean, what an amazing take on it too, because like the brewer and the chef can have totally, two totally different viewpoints and come together and make something. I bet it's going to be amazing. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what they'll end up with at the end. The last time I checked in on them, they were talking about like adding beets to it. And things. Hell yeah. I was like, you know, maybe making a sour or something just never Ooh, done before. That'll give it a so, crazy color too. They, well, and then she was like Ooh. talking about pairing it with salsa and have like this red color and the red beet. And, you know, it was like, she, she was, it was very visual. Like I could see it in my mind and I thought that was very beautiful in a way, you know. I'm here for it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. It is no secret, Ash and I are huge fans of the Atlanta Beer Bus, and we have some pretty exciting news. Atlanta Beer Bus loves us back and loves all of you back. (laughs) We have an exclusive code for Bitch Beer listeners. BB20 will get you 20% off your ticket. And uh, where can they find their tickets, Caroline? Uh, If you go to atlantabeerbus.com, you can see the full schedule, and you can look at all the breweries you can go to. You can book either a public tour. You can do a private tour if you want to, if you've got a bachelorette party, if you've got some girlfriends in town. If you know that you've got a family member coming in, they have early bird specials where you can book your tickets in advance for even cheaper. And, I mean, the whole thing with the beer buses, it's pretty great because you don't have to drink and drive. If you're at Second Self and you want to go to Scofflaw, hop on the bus. They make it easy. It's really fun. They have a beer nerd on the bus that'll tell you about each brewery. It's a really, really, really fun experience. And they recently added a Decatur route where you can stop at places like Wild Heaven and brew pubs like Twain's and Brick Store, which is not something yes. they were doing before. And Wrecking Bar, too. And the Porter. Go see Molly Gunn. She's the best. <laughs> <laughs> if all of that sounds incredible to you, then you should take the opportunity as a bitch beer listener to use code BB20 to get 20% off your tickets. And you can use the code for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And again, 20% off your ticket. You're getting money off of your ticket. It's already pretty cheap to get on this bus considering how many places you can go. So if this weekend you're thinking you'd like to have a couple beers, or if you'd like to drink half of Atlanta, use code BB20 at AtlantaBeerBus.com. So more specifically about you, what got you into craft beer in the first place? Uh, So I'm uh, a native AT alien. Um, so Hell yeah. grew up in the city in Atlanta. Um, you know, a lot of people always comment on my lack of draw, my accent. So sorry. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> if it's any consolation, I think you sound southern. Oh well, thank you. <laughs> You're such a darling. <laughs> um, but uh, actually, uh, my first craft beer experience, um, the old ABC that was off of William Street. It was just in a warehouse space off of there. Um, they had a bunch of like old like. I remember there being like a lot of copper in there. I was, it was so long ago for me at this point, but um, uh, I will not divulge whether or not I was of age or not, but I do remember <laughs> walking in that facility and just the smell like was the first thing that I just remembered vividly. And I, at that point, had my, my experience with beer had been basically like variations of light, you know, like <laughs> how much watered down could I go with beer, you know, and it was all about, you know, quantity over quality. How watered down did you get, be honest? I mean, Were you Keystone level, Natty level? I don't even think I was that, that level quality, to oh, be honest. Like, <laughs> to this day, I will throw down on some Michelob Ultra. So you are in a no oh, judgment yeah. zone. I am white trash to the core. It's totally fine. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, like, do they even sell Ice House beer anymore? I mean, in, you know. in, in 40s, I think. Yeah, in 40s. Yeah, it used to be. <laughs> once again, it was like, I was broke. I just needed I needed alcohol content over, you know, alcohol. And hydration. And, and if, yeah, yeah, I feel like I was doing something good for my body. <laughs> you know how they say that eating celery, you burn more calories than you're in, intaking because it's mainly water and you're chewing? Same with Ice House. That, it, it, you're hydrating while you're dehydrating. You just validated my early 20s. I appreciate you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> I like it. Um, so, <laughs> uh, I literally, you know, imagine me coming out, Mr. I Mr. Ice House, and I hadn't had a single craft beer up until that point. And a buddy of mine who um, I'd grew up with in the area is like, hey, man, we got to go down to this, this badass warehouse. They're serving all these crazy beers. You got to try them. I'm like, okay, cool. So, walking in, they got the doors open on the side of the warehouse. Not you. Know, 85, 75 is like right outside. You can hear just cars just wailing down the thing. I'm like, this is kind of a cool, cool place, you know, like lots of really cool individuals there. And um, they were just serving around the tanks, you know, going through like coolers and stuff like that. And I had my first dark beer there. You know, I remember Ooh, drinking it. I was like, nice. I, I don't know if it was a porter or a stout at the time. You know, once again, just a memory that I don't recall, but I just remember it just being like, man, this is so delicious. Just because like, of age, not drunkenness, right? Sure. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and I just remember it was like, it then became like my mission. I was like, I just got to try every fucking beer in this place. Like, mm -hmm. like I don't care. Like, I don't care if I get sick as a dog. How many beers they got? Six, seven. All right, I'm, I'm going to have at least one of every. And then, you know, it kind of gets, it does start to get a little hazy after that. But I just remember having a really good time. Yeah. Um, you know, and now we were talking about this earlier. Like, man, ABC, they, they've just... Kind of had this wild journey of being like first in the scene and then they, you know they kind of had some times where they just they kind of felt obscurity for a little bit you know and um but they are so like hot right now and the stuff that like gavin and them are putting out is just is just straight fire you know well, they and, just won bronze at a festival this past weekend yeah, that yeah, was yeah. so cool yeah. oh my gosh that was their awesome. pilsner I, i'm forgetting the name of right now homestead homestead mm. yep um so yeah they're killing it yeah, their homes. Didn't Hoplana get an award as well recently? Too? I wouldn't doubt it. And, uh, you know, honestly, like, as I mentioned before, like, being from Atlanta to see them kind of like, like the phoenix rise out of the ashes. Oh, yeah. I guess there's probably a, a brewery analogy there, like, to rise out of the yeast bucket or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's probably be a lot. Rise out of the spent mall. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like they they are just they're doing the stuff they're putting out is phenomenal and they're like people are like fanboying over them again. Yeah. That's, that's the response you want, you know. Well, and it's like every time I go, they're, they're tap because we were talking about this earlier. Their tap list is ridiculous. It is so good. And, and for any of you who don't know, they they just made an Instagram account solely for their tap list. That's how often they're changing shit up. Do you Hashtag know that? Awesome. It is called Atlanta. Brewing Tap Room. Atlanta that Brewing Instagram, Tap Room. Atlanta Brewing Tap Room. But yeah, to have a, an Instagram account solely dedicated to your tap room, you yeah. obviously have to be doing some crazy shit there. Their stuff is so good because there was one, and I talk about it all the time. I think I've mentioned it on this podcast about 27 times. I can it's, count. Don't it's me. the Passion Fruit Latte. Is that the, one, the, the, the berry crumble one that it tastes like? I always forget the name of that one, and I'm so mad at myself that I forget it. But it is it is one of my favorite beers, and it's my favorite beer that I've had at ABC. It's so good, and then it they, tastes like a like a berry crumble. It's so pie good. like it sounds delicious, and the color is beautiful. It's amazing. And then this beer that I just cracked open, uh, we've been talking about it all night. So it's Cherry Street Brewing, um, on my mind Georgia Brew Pub IPA. So 
You were telling us about this beer. How many brew pubs are involved in this? 16. 16? Yeah. Damn. I'm a grandmother. <laughs> Sorry, my favorite vine in the world. Could not let that <laughs> reference go. For those of you that got it, you're welcome. Vine 2, coming back. Coming back. Oh. <laughs> oh, I just tried this. This is delightful. You know, I think I think when most people see kind of IPA in the label, they expect this golden color to come out. And then when you see just this bright red. Red, like, yeah. Oh, what is this? I've also, in the meantime, been sipping the Wild Leap Blackberry it's really Ale. Good. It's very good. Yeah, that's another one. It's got like that beautiful purple hue to it. Yeah, and that's exactly it, what I was going to comment on. Yeah, even like the, the foam on it, it's got a little bit of hue to it as well. It's really cool. Yeah. So what what brewery are you like the most excited about in Atlanta right now? So uh, honestly, I, I probably have like two or three that I just like, man, every time they release something, I just I just fanboy myself. I'm just like, oh my God, I got to I gotta run down there and grab this right now. Um. You know, we, we're talking about it right now, Cherry Street. Like, Cherry Street's tap room, insane. Like, Nick Tanner, he's running such a phenomenal operation over there. I cannot say enough good things about him and his beer. He's leasing Cherry Street. Um, a couple of months ago, uh, at one of the beer festivals here in Atlanta, he brought this unmarked, unnamed beer that was literally just the festival. And it just blew my mind in terms of, like, everything and anything I knew that was beer prior to that. It was a soy beer. And soy, soy like, a, like a, think of like soy sauce, like beer. And you literally have barrel age in this thing. And I, I honestly, I don't even know the lo- like the logistics or the science behind it. Probably like mad science of anything. But like he poured it and it was like, it looks like beer. But the second you even got like five feet to your face, you're like, what the hell? This thing is, you just pour soy sauce in my cup. And you had it and it kind of had like beer-like qualities. But it was more like chugging soy sauce. And that was in, was that intentional or was it was that... completely intentional. Okay. And yeah, because I've had high ABV like barrel aged porters yeah. that have a soy sauce quality to them, like yeah. on the finish or something, but not a like a soy no. sauce. This beer. was like a soy sauce beer, and I was just like, dude, I was like, I tell you, man, like my mind is blown. My face kind of hurts <laughs> from drinking this beer. God. Oh yeah, I was like, but you know, it would be really cool. If this had like a spicy take on it, it was like a soy wasabi beer. Yeah, it, 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 and it, I literally it, just it. thought if you made if you took some um, some panko and like coated it in some beer, yeah, like beer battered, and then like batter some sushi. Oh yeah, dip it in that beer. Yeah, I mean, has there ever been a beer and sushi pairing before? Because I, don't, I think I don't you know. could do the it's first one. Now. Yeah, there you go. But like that now. that like that whole thought process that you had to kind of like I literally it was just to push the boundaries of what is a beer? You know, what should beer taste like? Yeah. It blew my mind. Um and then subsequently variant uh Matt and Lauren, shout out to them. Yeah. Uh congrats on the new baby by the way. Aww. Um yeah, they got a precious new baby. Uh, That's sweet. Like Nick and Matt and them, they are making some of the highest quality beer and they're also some of the, like the just most like upstanding people in the industry. Like if you Anybody can walk in there and strike up a conversation with them, and they are just totally cool to talk with you. Um, That's awesome. But then as we've been sipping here, Wild Leap. Wild Leap is a straight Holy fire shit. right now. That cinnamon roll stout? What the actual fuck? Yeah. Like, that shit is so good. Like, and then their cherry pie, this blackberry shit. Yeah. I'm just knocking shit over. There are a few. Yeah. So good. There are a few breweries who I feel like I can wake up and do breakfast, lunch, and dinner with and not and be like, yo, that was awesome. Um, okay, so favorite. you've said your favorite breweries or that you're most excited about. What about a brew pub? Like, uh, just a hangout that's not a brewery. Um, I, I like... Um, Good word, you know, like they've just, and they're doing awesome over there. Yes, they are. Um, you know, they're also a, a relatively young brewery here in the scene, but um, cool experience, 
I mean, great staff. They're I mean, a trek, but it's worth yeah. it. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Well, and I think too, like, you know, the area in which they're in, it, it just was much needed. Like they just, they, they were, it, I feel like they really owned it. They, they've kind of taken over the whole Dunwoody area and kind of like owned that whole aspect of it. So I think like, you know what, props to them. Yeah. Well, well, fun little fact. So Caroline and I met about two years ago mm-hmm. doing a play right across the street from Good Word at Eddie Owen Presents. Uh, Red Clay Music Foundry. I did not know that Goodwood was over there. God right across damn. the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And so there, I mean, the front street in in Duluth there is is blossoming all the time, but yeah. there was no there was no Goodwood. Yeah, yeah. And so it was like we were we would get out of these long rehearsals and be like, it'd be great to have a beer before I have to sit in this two hour long traffic back to my house. Uh, but <laughs> there's nothing here. Like, it'd be great to have a beer while I sit in this beer. <laughs> right? Have a rum soda. <laughs> um, right? But, but uh, yeah, I've had a chance to go up there because we love to go to shoot the hooch up there. And uh, the food that they're kicking out and, like, yeah. how they're already having variations on their yeah. on their core beers. Like, yeah. And the space is beautiful and open. They're good. Shout out to Good Word. They're yeah. doing some yeah. good shit. That's yeah. awesome. Good Word, good shit. Good yeah. Word, good shit. Make a t-shirt out of it. I'm sure everyone would love that. That's also, don't drink and drive. I feel like we just promoted drinking <laughs> no. and driving. No, don't not condoning it. This don't was do a it. joke. Not condoning it. We add in sounds. Yeah. Add alerts. Yeah. No. No. Yes. No. We <laughs> so, bes- so besides beer what what are some hobbies you have what, what do you like to do um so hobbies were the thing i used to do before i had kids yeah. yes yes how many kids you have i have two i have two boys um and so now my hobbies include coaching and coaching mm-hmm. and when i'm not coaching i am then cheerleading and then i'm not cheerleading i am driving kids back and forth to soccer practice so, like but it. no uh, honestly you know i'm super passionate about craft beer I love talking about it. I love thinking about it. Obviously, craft your operations, marketing, meeting people in the industry, and then um, very clearly, I love drinking craft beer. So, yeah. um, if there is a hobby, craft beer would probably be it. Do you, do you have any other cool questions to ask? Oh, I so uh, um, what is your if you were trapped on a deserted island mm-hmm. and you could only have one case of beer, what beer would it be? Oh, that is a solid question. Yeah. Now, is this is it only I get one case, or this is like the Jesus case that just keeps giving? Jesus case, hundred oh, percent Jesus case. I love it. Um, hmm, deserts. Uh, it probably have to be like a cerveza of some sort. Um, you know, obviously there are many great Mexican lagers, but the guys at Dry County they make a phenomenal cerveza. Over there. Ooh, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would I would have to say. Yeah, definitely probably something like a, a Mexican lager of some sort, but it'd have to be brewed by one of my homeboys here in Georgia. So Nice. That's and super cool. How about you? Um, uh, it's going to be this Thai wheat. Second self Thai wheat. I love I, it. I love it. I, and again, I have loved second self Thai wheat since before we even interviewed t- second self and before started the podcast. So yeah, it's 100% true. This I, I'm so bad at on-the-spot questions, and my opinion changes every day. So we'll say today, on this date, on this minute in time, uh, I will say Torpedo Sierra Nevada. Um, I know it's bigger. It's not. It's not as. It's not as local. It's not as small. Ben just gave me like a 
hands up. Yeah, you the woo woo. Yeah, she sure did. Um, but, but I think I think also for like n- nostalgic purposes, because it's like one of the first craft beers I ever had, and like I have some sweet memories of like drinking it with my uncle. And so I feel like being like alone and lonely on an island, and like yeah. having something that makes you think so much of home. Um, that's that would be my case of beer. Nice. I love today. that whole piece about like the uncle. Yeah. yeah. You know, like beer is like one of those things where it's just like it kind of people like remember smells they remember sounds they remember where they were during 9-11 and then they remember like where they were when they had their first beer yeah where they were when they went to this brewery for the yeah. first time you know it's all very visceral and that's why i think things i i think that i love about beer too yeah, yeah. where so uh what was your first beer ever uh gosh i'm sure it was just something i, I hate to admit it, but i'm sure it's probably like a bud light or i don't it was unmemorable honestly and, and as we kind of talked earlier the first real memory I had of like choosing to go out and try something different was when I went to ABC. That's awesome. And that's uh, ABC is Atlanta Brewing Company. Yep. Yes, okay, cool. yep, yep. Yep. And uh, it was at their original William Street location. The original. Atlanta the OG. OG ABC. They yeah. have the they have the paperwork from the city. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> You're rad. Thank you for being. Yes. Thank you for being us. here. Thank you for so inviting me. I really yes. enjoyed it. I really appreciate it. Y'all are awesome. You're awesome. No, you're awesome. No, you're awesome. No, you hang up first. (laughs) (laughs) We have not been drinking. (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget, use our code BB20 for 20% off your ticket to ride the Atlanta Beer Bus. It's going to be rainy this weekend, but don't let that keep you at home. No hydroplaning, no pothole puddles, no getting soaking wet because you had to park far away. The Beer Bus will satisfy your weekend brews. If Craft Connect sounds like it can scratch your beer itch, sign up at craft-connect.com. And keep up with Elias on Instagram at craft underscore connect. We'll be back in two weeks with a very special International Women's Day episode, and we hope you'll join us. Cheers! Cheers.